0: This is episode number 293 with Eleanor Cardone. The Show. Welcome to the Melissa Ambrosini Show. I'm your host, Melissa, best-selling author of Mastering Your Me Girl and Open Wide. And I'm here to remind you that love is sexy, healthy is liberating. If you want to listen to my episodes one day earlier than they are released anywhere else, you have to download the app Himalaya and follow my show. Himalaya is free, super easy to use and has every podcast you can think of. I love that you can leave comments under each episode and even create episode playlists. Make sure you check it out today. Eleanor Cardone started her career in Hollywood and soon became a successful actress and model. She is also a lifelong competitive sport shooter and now an author, businesswoman, public speaker, empire builder, and visionary. She currently hosts her own show, Women in Power, and co-hosts the G&E show with her husband, Grant Cardone, who is a best-selling author, entrepreneur, and real estate investor. Together, they have created a real estate portfolio of almost $1 billion. And in today's episode, we chat about her story and how she got to where she is today, the beliefs that were holding her back and how she busted through her limiting beliefs, how her and her husband Grant divide and conquer both in their personal life and in their business. These guys are such an incredible example of what it's like to co-create together, what it's like to create such a beautiful home environment and also a successful business. We also chat about how they make their relationship thrive, why you need to be discerning with who you get your relationship advice from, how to build an empire, what her definition of success is, how to find your purpose, if you don't know what that is, this is really powerful stuff, why you need to pivot and pivot fast in both business and life, what she's working on within herself at the moment, how her days look, she maps this out for us, and how her and her husband connect, plus so much more. And for everything we chat about in today's episode, you can check out in the show notes. And that's over at melissaambrosini.com forward slash 293. And before we dive into this epic conversation, I want to read the review of the week. And this week, it comes from Michelle, and it's a five-star review titled Absolute Gratefulness and she says hi melissa i have listened to your podcast over the past few years in the car when driving buds in my ears when both of my girls were young pushing them in the pram and still now in bed chilling out i love love all your episodes and what you do for me and many more as listeners your kindness radiates through your voice so thank you so much many thanks Michelle. Michelle, thank you so much for that beautiful review. I'm so grateful for your kind words. And don't forget that if you want to be the review of the week for next week, all you've got to do is head to iTunes and leave me that five-star review. And as a thank you, send me a screenshot to hello at melissarambrosini.com and I'm going to send you my wildly wealthy guided meditation, which if you don't meditate, this is the best place to start. And for anyone who has left me a review, Michelle, you included, please email me in a screenshot so I can send you a little thank you present, my guided meditation. And if you want to get another one of my guided meditations, my bursting with love guided meditation, all you have to do is leave a review on Amazon for either Mastering Your Mean or Open Wide or both. And again, email me in a screenshot and I will send that over to you. Easy peasy lemon squeezy. All right, guys, let's dive into this epic conversation with Eleanor Cardone. Beautiful lady, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you here. But before we dive in, can you tell us what you had for breakfast this morning? (laughs)
1: Ha <laughs> ha. That is going to be a horrible question. I had an acai bowl today and that and that's it. I I haven't left my home today. So I'm working on my book remotely from home. So so an acai bowl was it.
0: That's delicious. Amazing. Well, I'm so excited to have you here. I cannot wait. I've got so many questions for you. But can you tell us about your story? How you got to where you are today? How did this all unfold for you?
1: Well, I started off in New Orleans, Louisiana, kind of a rebellious child. Not really child. It was more like teenager. And then I decided, okay, I want to get out of that sort of lifestyle. And I decided to move to Los Angeles. I went to Los Angeles to become an actress, this independent, I've got to do it all on my own type woman. I set out I had mild to moderate success with highs and lows throughout the years but enough to where I could you know I bought my own house I could afford a few cars I you know in, in the prime years and then you know not even affording Starbucks in the lean years of of that career And then I come to meet Grant and, you know, before then I was always of the mindset, you know, men hold me back. And so I was not a big relationships type person, never saw myself being married with kids. Now cut to I meet Grant. I actually was open up to the reality that there could be a person that actually lifts you rather than holds you down, which was a new concept for me. And then as Grant and I married and progressed through our marriage, I realized now that there is power in numbers, meaning two or more, and we have just really gone all in on each other and have attributed each other's heightened success to the power of each other. So that's where I am now. It wasn't until we really fortified as a group, putting ourselves first and having kind of like, and us against the world mentality that we actually could really grow and thrive rather than just being together, but being independent still with this mindset of, I have to just have my own back. So that's what got us to where we are now. We really learned how to fortify, be on the same page, define our roles, how to figure out how to divide and conquer. And I came up with this empire concept, basically after the 2008 economic collapse, when I realized it was either we're going to die or we're going to thrive. And so out of that is what birthed the whole concept that we have been living by ever since.
0: Wow. I love how much you share about your relationship and how you, you know, divide these roles and how you two are really you know, you guys are a power couple. And I had that mentality before I met my husband too, that I wanted to be an independent woman. I remember when we first got together and he tells this funny story, I was like running around trying to buy my own apartment because I was like, I don't need a man. I can do this on my own. And he said to me, it's so interesting because that's the energy that he first met me with. And he thought it was so endearing, but still, he was kind of like, oh, like, who is this girl? Like, what is she trying to prove? And that's exactly what I was trying to do was prove something. So you can clearly see that you guys have a really beautiful relationship built on a very strong foundation. So for someone listening, how can we really nurture that? Like, what are the keys to nurturing a marriage and to really dividing and conquering and both being able to show up and be the best versions of yourself and then going out in the world and sharing that. So how do you guys do it?
1: Well, I mean, it's taken years, but... How we did it was you have to get really real with yourself first and really look at where these ideas that you have and how they're holding you back. So I had to get real with myself and looking at, well, I had that men hold me back as sort of my stable datum. Therefore, if I always think with that particular concept then I'm only going to attract or be around guys that prove me right, that all men hold me back because I always want to be right. So I had to look at all those false datums that I got through wherever, my family, society, women's lib group. I mean, who knows where it all comes from, but I had to look at all the ideas that I had that potentially weren't mine and come up with what could be the best side of that. So from an example from men hold me back, I had to look at men could actually lift me up. And I had to do that with a number of concepts and be open to the idea that things could be different. That was number one. Number two was make a decision to get on the same page. And again, I had to look at what are all my strengths? What are my weaknesses? What are his strengths? What are his weaknesses? We had to deli out who gets to be the boss of what area based on that, not based on male, female, who's trying to be the boss, who's got the ego here, but what are the real statistics between the two of us together and how we could go to the bigger picture together. We had to have an ideal area of what our mission was, First and foremost, I'm probably saying these a little out of sequence, but we had to have um, a mission statement of what we wanted to do, what we want to accomplish, and then backtrack from there, divide and conquer based on who does what in order to get us to the goal fastest. So, So now I get to be the boss of my area. He gets to be the boss of his area. So we don't have two bosses trying to be the boss of everything, which ends up happening is we attack each other rather than saving our energy for, hopefully you're going to get to a place where you get so big, you're going to have real enemies and you're going to really need to have each other's back at all times because you're going to be fighting the enemies rather than each other. So that's the place where we got to. The, more, the bigger that we got, the closer and the stronger we've had to become. So we've had to swallow our pride in a lot of areas. You know, we have to be willing to sacrifice certain areas for the bigger picture or the bigger goal. And then we divide and conquer you know? And so if he has to miss a child's birthday, the child isn't being told, oh, your father's busy working again. He's never around. No, it's divide and conquer. Hey, I'll handle the moms and the birthday party and da, 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 da. We'll have a makeup party with you, you know, on the next one here, you cover me here. I got this person. I'll talk to this person at this party, you know, like networking. And that goes over like every single area with our life is meticulously calculated like moves.
0: Oh, I love that. That is such a powerful reminder to really delegate, to delegate the different areas in your home and in your work, because you guys obviously live together and you also work together. And my husband and I do the same thing. And it's really important. Like I remember when we first started, it was like, well, who's doing what? And well, am I doing this? Am I doing, you know, and it gets really blurred. And I think it's really important for anyone listening to sit down with their partner and to work out, okay, well, what are you going to do? What am I going to do? How can we go away and do these to the best of our ability, come back and help each other and support each other? I think they're really, you've said some really powerful things. Like there is power in being together in, in this couple. There is so much power in it. So how did you divide the roles? Like how did you work out who does what?
1: Well, for me it was easy because because of who Grant Cardone is and he's a business guy, he's come from that background, he's got a proven statistic in that area. I was an artist. I know, did not know anything about finances and he already had company. So for me, I did everything behind the scenes to support him with the business and the business decisions are all his in the end. And, you know, whether I like him, support him, disagree with him at the end of the day, I have to back him and support his decisions. And he's, you know, never been wrong or or very rarely, you know? And then I get to, you know, it was an easy thing too. I'm a naturally really good mother. I run behind the scenes operations and it, it, you know, it doesn't matter that it's, I'm in a more traditional quote unquote, like female role, but that is the role that comes easily to me. I make things beautiful. I smooth things over. I have a beautiful way of making things work kind of effortlessly. I have the visions for, for the companies and the ideas of where we go along with other people. It's a team. I'm not claiming everything myself, but a lot of the directions that we have gone have been because of me or because of an idea that I've had that they've been able to run down the field with and make it their own. But everything, you know, with the kids is all my decision and who works under the household. And so those are all my decisions. And that can be difficult at times for him because he is also a parent and he is also a father. And he also wants say with what we do with the kids. And I am figuring all this out for the first time myself. I don't have a 30 year business track record, so I can make mistakes, which sometimes shows up in our like who does what like maybe I make more mistakes than him do you know what I'm saying at this point but at the same time as challenging as that is I have to constantly remind him I'm the one who runs this these these decisions need to be run by me you need to back me in the end and 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 I get his agreement on that in the end but it's not easy and we're still in a process of figuring it out but in the end so far all the major decisions are under the household, who we socialize with, where we go, you know, to network or to have fun or to vacation,
0: all of that is is my domain. Mm, I love it. You've you've got your roles. You know who looks after what and it works and I love that. You talk a lot about The queen, and I heard you in an interview give a lot of royal references. Can you talk about that a little bit?
1: I talk about the royal references because you have to think in those terms. A, my husband wrote the book, The 10x Rule 10x is a multiplier, it means doing 10x the amount of anything that you need in order to achieve something. I also believe that you have to think in terms of empire. In order to, you know, even if you fall short of that, you're going to be so far ahead of where you were if you were just thinking in terms of normal people land. And the reason I think on terms of empire is because the similarities are so there. Once you have your mission and your purpose so clear, you're willing to make the sacrifices in order to wear the crown. Look at the Queen of England. She had to sacrifice many sacrifices in her life for the greater good of all the people. And I think you have to do that similar with your empire. You have to take on more responsibilities in order to help more people with whatever your product is or growing and expanding. And the more you do, the more people are going to depend on you, not only your staff, your customers, your clients, etc. as you grow out and expand. So you don't have the luxury of just being able to goof off in a club or cheat on your husband or your wife or whatever, because because the, the ramifications become so much more magnified on those levels. And what is the example and the integrity of what you're trying to uphold, you know, it They just get magnified on bigger scales. And if you do cherish your empire and you do consider yourself a queen and your husband or partner, the king, look at, look at what it takes to actually even do that. You've now elevated your relationship to such a higher level that you're willing to make that more sacred than being able to having, again, the quote unquote luxury to complain about your partner. Like, To your friends. And that's why I say, you know, the queen would never go to her chambermaids asking for advice about the king. Like that's just not things you can do at that level. However, I believe that mindset is going to be what it takes in order to get you there in the first place. And to certainly keep you there because The bigger you get, the more you are gonna have to protect and take care of each other. And the less you can have other people gossiping about your relationship or having an input about it or this or that. It's there are gonna be things that make it even more trying. And more people are gonna have more interest in taking you out and taking you down. And the way they do that is they attack all the people around you and make them weaker so that the whole thing crumbles and there you have all the divorces and the, you know, and 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 the and the companies that collapse within because of, you know, the the people. So Mm. I mean people can look at me and say, oh, she's kind of out there in her thinking or she's conspiracy theorist or whatever. But but it's just what I've witnessed firsthand. It's where I've seen from pretty much not nothing, because certainly Grant and I, Grant had something financially before we even got together. But we have, you know, vastly expanded that, and it's just what I've noticed. I've, I've, I've seen it firsthand. It, nobody wants to admit that there are people out there that do want to cause them ill will. Especially, no one wants to admit the fact that those people can often times and most of the time look like friends or even family.
0: Mm. And what you're really saying is like, be discerning with who you get your advice from and who you go to. So who do you seek counsel from? You know, it's not going to the friends or the family. And I'm really, I've always been really careful about that because I learned that lesson the hard way when I was in my early twenties. I remember going to my mom and I was complaining about something that a boyfriend did at that time. And she never looked at him the same ever again. Nor will she ever. And nor will she ever.
1: You dumped a load of garbage on her and then you cleaned it up with him, but she's still left with it. And, the, and she'll always be looking at that. And the, that same old problem that you had will always be magnified the next time he does it she'll be like i told you so it's just it's a ba- i seek my own counsel when it comes to my relationship with grant i seek guidance or counsel from my church but i only go to mentors that are specifically what I have in all in the stats. So I might go to, you know, I'm an enthusiast for martial arts. I will only go to my martial arts trainer for who has a black belt in jujitsu for jujitsu or Muay Thai, I am not gonna go to that same guy who has never been married, has failed relationship after failed relationship and get advice about my relationship. I'm going to go to my mechanic for my car. I'm not gonna go to my mechanic for my accountant advice. I only go to the person that has the stat in the area that I want. So I would only, I would maybe, yes, be interested in talking to another woman that is married to a successful entrepreneur. By successful, I mean very successful, not Mamdy Pamdy. Someone who had a relation, who had kids, who was in a long-term relationship, I would go to her and say, hey, how do you deal with blah, blah, blah when you're dealing with your husband? How do you deal? But someone who's been in a marriage for 16 plus years someone who has kids, someone who seems to be doing something better than me, who's been in faithful relationships, I would go to that person. Anybody else under that will not qualify for me. That's Mm -hmm, my, if they don't have at best what I have, I ain't interested in hearing what you have to
0: say. Only look at stats. So important. It's so important. It's same with like you know someone to do with health. You wouldn't go to someone for health advice or a personal trainer who is extremely overweight or you know isn't thriving in that area themselves. You wouldn't go to an accountant who is in debt, you know? Like it's there's so many things. I think that's really important and I feel like women listening it, it's a nice reminder to just be really discerning with who you go to your advice for, who you share your personal relationship stuff with, because it's really, it's really about you and you want to make sure that that person has good advice, A, and B, has your best interest at heart. Yeah.
1: And, you know, and here's the other thing, even if they do have your best interest at heart, you know, it's not like everyone's out like malicious and you should be scared of everyone. I actually think that percentage of people is very low, although they do exist. But they also don't know your reality, they don't know what you've been through, and they're only speaking from their past or their reality, or what they know, and it might not be up to par with what you are experiencing. And had they be had they been in your shoes, they might be giving different advice. And they might be giving advice out of being scared. Like if your parents give you advice, they want to protect you They They, maybe they choose the safe route for you. You know, it's, it's not that they don't have your best interest in mind. It's just, maybe they don't have the financial education that let's say somebody like Grant has. So maybe a parent is saying, for example, Oh, go buy a house. It's a safe investment, which, you know, your parent you know, they, maybe they're well, they are getting by, but then you look at somebody like a Grant Cardone, who's saying a house is a horrible investment. It doesn't pay you. It's a liability. It's not an asset, blah, blah, blah. Even in those situations, look at who you take your advice from. They might have your best intentions, but they might just be misinformed or have had a bad experience in the past.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely such great relationship advice. And I think you and Grant are a beautiful example of relationship, a relationship goal. You know, you, you can really feel how much you love each other. I've watched so many interviews that you guys have done and you on your own, and you really feel how much you guys love each other and respect each other. And I think respect is such a really big part of being in a relationship. So I'd love to hear now your book, Build an Empire. Tell us about what that's about, what you cover in that. Build an Empire is about how to actually get your mind thinking
1: in big, massive enough terms in the first place. It's about how to find your purpose that's a real, accomplishable, big picture goals to get you so oriented on why you're being motivated daily, who to surround yourself with, how to protect yourself, what tools you need to grow your empire, how you need to start viewing different aspects of being able to take care of yourself professionally, personally, and financially. And all of that is in the book. And how to build relationships and how to fortify So yeah, I wrote that book to help fast track everyone to their way to success, not just in relationships, but what you need to be looking at in terms of getting your entire life on track and building an empire, whether you're single or in a relationship. And if you're single, what to look for in a relationship and how do you get on the same page? And if you're together, how to get better together to where you're each flowing 100 and 100%. Grant and I always say that we're not a 50-50 couple. We're a 100%, 100%. So we operate on 200% at all times.
0: Oh, I love that. I love that so much. That's so beautiful. I have to interrupt this conversation to tell you about one of today's podcast sponsors, Blue Blocks. Now, if you follow me on social media, you will know that I love wearing my blue light blocking glasses every single day because they help alleviate digital eye strain, keep your hormones balanced and help you get a deeper, more restorative sleep. I love blue blocks because they are backed by science and made in Australia, which means they are very high quality and not mass produced. All their glasses come in readers, prescription and non-prescription. And you can even send in your own frames and have them add their lens technology to your frames and for every pair purchased, they donate a pair of reading glasses to Restoring Vision, who then gift them to someone in need in the developing countries. How awesome is that? So to get 15% off, head to blueblocks.com. That's B-L-U-B-L-O-X.com and enter the code Melissa at the checkout. Now let's get back to the conversation. You have had so much success in so many different areas of your life. You know, you have been a big Hollywood actress. You've got this empire, the, the Women in Power show that you run. You've had so much success. So, what is your definition of success? And what do you attribute your success to? My
1: definition of success is being able to make a difference for the better on this planet. For me, it's on a more massive level. The thing that's made me successful is my my I made my goals and my purposes so big and so unattainable that I can't afford even to take a day off or I'm never going to get there but I have a glimmer of hope or possibility that maybe I actually can and I am so driven by other than just myself I am driven to for on so many levels I'm driven to 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 be a success not only for myself, but to prove to other people who were just like me, who you know come from a middle middle class background, that that if I can do it, you can do it. I want to be a beacon of hope and inspiration and proof that with work and with clarity and with a strong enough purpose and will, that you can make it. I don't believe that's just uh, that you're just destined to be what you're going to be from when you're born, but that you can actually create your Success in your life. And so that motivates me every day to get up and live out to my potential in hopes that I will do that one day. So I've set my goals so big. I want to restore the family relationship dynamic on this planet. I think it's in ruin. You know, I know it's not easy. Sometimes relationships are not easy, not even my own is easy at times. We have a lot going on, we have a lot of different things coming at us. You know, the temptation has been there in the past where I'm like, oh my God, do I really even want to do this anymore? And then I look at like, well, what is my goal? What is my purpose? What am I trying to achieve? And then I'm always like, hell yes, I want to do this. Because if I don't, all those other enemies that wanted me to fail will win. And that makes me more motivated to make this thing work, to figure it out, to how can we get even closer? How can I build my relationship even stronger? How can I make my success and my work even better and stronger? Every time somebody tries to knock me down or I want to give up, after I pick myself up, I try to figure out how can I get even stronger and better and bigger because I want to help bring everybody along with me and us all rise to the top together so we can be there together and have this party and not just stay under this this mindset or belief that we're not supposed to have it only the people at the top can have it only the people with the money you know blah 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 i want us all to like break that ceiling
0: together Love it. I love it. You have such a growth mindset, which I really love. You're always looking to grow and evolve in all the different areas of your life. And you can really feel your hunger to be the best version of yourself. Like I can feel that in every area, whether it's in business or whether it's a wife or a mom, that you want to be the best version of yourself. And I really, really appreciate that. And I appreciate that you want to help others do the same. That's really, really beautiful. So, If someone is listening who doesn't know what their purpose is, what is your advice? Look at what you're,
1: what, 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 if you could be anything or you could do anything, write down what you would want to do. Like, how do you want to help? How do you lock in? What is it that you already have? You know, just what do you do naturally that I would look at? How can you make a difference? How can you make yourself more valuable to yourself, to your partner, to your community? How can you contribute? What can you exchange? Is it, do you want to make people happy smile are you an entertainer like kevin art like do you want people to just be able to go to a movie and when they leave they feel transcended and they forget about all the problems of the world do they feel inspired to take action like what is it like you have to figure it out like if you're a hairdresser what is it do you want everyone to just have incredibly healthy hair look beautiful all the time like you know what is it that's that's an aesthetic wavelength that's that's a beauty wavelength that's important on this planet people need to feel good about themselves and like i mean just what like you have to look into what could your contribution be and if you don't have it figured out right now at least practicing smiling on the road and getting other people to smile back, getting used to creating effects and making people do things as a result of what you put out there. If you feel like, well, I have nothing, I don't do anything, I can't do nobody, you know, well then go out and just practice smiling at people. How many people can you get to smile back at you? Hey, guess what? You just made 20 out of 30 people smile at you. You actually can make things happen. And then you get into a bigger level, into a bigger level, into a bigger level. But you start small. You don't have to have the world figured out. I didn't have this figured out years ago. But as I've expanded, I've been able to get bigger. And my ideas have gotten bolder and bigger and stronger and have expanded. But they weren't always like this. In 2008, Grant and I were trying to figure out how we were going to survive. I wasn't feeling like, how am I going to help the entire planet? And how am I going to restore the family dynamic and bring couples back together? And, you know, how are we going to do financial literacy? We weren't thinking like that in 2008. We had to be selfish. We had to go in sacrifice phase at that point. We had to figure out how are we going to survive this? And it was just he and I, we didn't have social media or an audience or statistics back then. As I have grown, I have gone, now it's my responsibility to bring as many people up. Now it's my responsibility to be transparent and let other people see how we did it so I can hopefully fast track somebody else's way to success. So now that's my duty. But that wasn't my duty in 2008, 12 years ago. I was like, I was, you know, I hadn't grown. I was still, you know, those little pop rocks or whatever they are that you put in water and they start off as a little seed. And then in three days, they take up the size of the whole cup. I wasn't that 12 years ago.
0: Mm, Wow, so important. You have so much wisdom to share. And I love that you are really... You pivot when you need to pivot. You know, you're like, okay, my home needs attending to right now, which is what happened in 2008. Your home needed attending to. And now it's like, okay, that's flowing quite nicely. It's like, now I can go out and serve. So I think what I love and what I'm hearing is like, you pivot when you need to pivot and you pivot fast. You know, it's like, okay, cool. I need to go over here now and give that love and time and energy. And now I can go over here. And that's something that I think is a beautiful quality about you. And you have this massive growth mindset. So I'd love to know what is something that you're working on within yourself at the moment? You
1: know, just to backtrack what you're talking about, the pivot. I do think that's a really big, important factor for success is to be able to be mercurial. You know, in a thermometer, the mercury, you can't grab it. It's very important to not be stiff and rigid and be able to move with the flow because they're always going to be changing and not get so fixed on fixed ideas and fixed ways of doing things. But being able, that adaptability that you talk about is very vital and worth, like, Elaborating on because some of the biggest wins or upside that we have had has been taking a moment and being able to shift and say, How can I optimize this? How can I, how can how can it work? How instead of being stopped or stymied in a moment. So that's very important to us and 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 important to us being able to grow so rapidly is being able to being able to change and not have to be so set in your ways that you can't have things not change at the last minute. Like my executive assistant rock will tell you, and everyone will tell you around us, everything changes up until the last minute. Like we're just constantly like it's this and then it's this. And if the people around us cannot adapt, cannot move, get angry or hostile that we change rapidly on a dime and we could be going this direction and then we're going this direction, then they don't usually stick around for very long. So, So, okay. So then what am I working on right now? You know, Grant and I have had several meetings over the last few days. The whole coronavirus is on everyone's mind. We're trying to figure out staff how to work how to you know be leaders right now how to get ahead of this how you know everything that 10x is about is geared for these particular moments you know where you're you don't have to be dependent on economies to survive this type of thing but we understand people are going to take a hit both physically and financially that's not a scare tactic but it's very good to be prepared so what am I working on right now I'm working on anything and everything i need to do and be to be 100% for my company for my husband for my kids being able to be adaptable not panic be courageous right now even if you are scared about the markets or money or finances you know even if i am scared i'm still courageous courage is being able to to carry on and continue in the best most optimistic way but also analytical decisions despite being scared or with fear in the environment. So, you know, right now I'm working on a lot of things. I'm working on being able to make executive decisions, not from the heart, but from, you know, what I believe is going to be more survival for everyone long-term. Beautiful.
0: Now, let's pretend that you have a magic wand and you could put one book in the school curriculum of every high school around the world. Besides your book and Grant's books, what is one other book that you
1: would choose? It's actually an L. Ron Harvard book. It would either be A New Slant on Life or The Fundamentals of Thought. I, and, you know, I'm, 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 both books are just incredible to me. There's another book called The Problems of Work that he wrote that was a phenomenal book. All three of those books were game changers for me in terms of how I started thinking. I those those books got me to think differently and opened me up to to, you know, outside of the way I was always thinking. So those are the ones I would recommend.
0: Oh beautiful. I'll link to those in the show notes as well as your book and all of Grant's books as well, because they're all incredible. Okay. So I would love to hear now, you have so many things that you're tending to business and personal. I would love to hear how a typical day looks for you. Like, do you have a morning routine? How do you take care of you? Talk us through, I know there's no such thing as a quote unquote typical day, but like, How do you tend to you, you know, and and look after you and make sure that you are overflowing with self-love? Like, what does your days look like? And do you have a morning routine?
1: I do have a morning routine. It has been completely, like, as you said, off kilter since uh, probably a month before GrowthCon which was just last month in February. But um, typically on a normal day, aside from all of the busyness of travel, I wake up around 5.30 in the morning, six. I train from seven to about nine, an hour and a half to two hours every single day. I rarely take days off and that's my time. I need that time. I love that martial arts training. It does more from my mind It also helps me physically, of course, but it's just amazing what it does for my mind. So I start off that way. Then I'll shower. I'll go into the office later. Offices usually, they start their morning meetings at 9 a.m. I'm always there around 10, 10.30. I go in later. And then I work at the office all day long, putting out blogs with Raquel, coming up with other projects that we're working on, blah, 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 blah. And then I head home around five or six. And then I do kid time from about six to seven and then grant time from about seven to like nine until we go to bed. So that's just like average typical. I drink a gallon of water a day. I take vitamins every day. I'm on something called 10X Health System. I'm on pharmaceutical grade vitamins that are kind of tailor-made just for me from my blood because I am around so many people and I travel so much and because i train so hard i just really need to be in the best physical shape that i can be in especially to to you know just to be up to par with everything that we deal with on a day to day basis so that's what my days usually look like yeah beautiful and do
0: you love sleep do you take sleep really seriously
1: I, I take sleep very seriously especially when I can when I'm not traveling or when other weird circumstances are going on I'm a huge proponent for i try to get eight hours of sleep every day I do not believe in like not getting proper sleep i, I believe it's very important I even take naps in the day like short little 15 20 minute naps if i can but I just produce as what you know during my functioning hours and then i I just, I love my sleep.
0: Mm -hmm. And what are some of the things that you and Grant do in that time in the evening for you guys? Like what are some of the activities that you guys do? Like, do you have any typical things that you do to really make sure that you're nurturing and watering your relationship? No,
1: we don't have like put down the, like turn off the TV and just have us time or hold hand time. We don't do that. The thing that helps us with our relationship is, you know, we, we love talking about our business and where we're going and we're that that's what's exciting to us so that never shuts off i never want it to shut off i know some people always ask us that like similar type questions or or say when do y'all have time for the two of you or this or that and and it's like it's only then when you're like wait are we doing something wrong in our relationship and then it's like okay well i've accepted that my relationship just doesn't look like normal quote unquote normal people's relationship my relationship is we are happy the way that we are by working all the time like we're both on social media even at nighttime hours you know but we we're always like around each other we're always working though we're always on our
0: computers
1: we're always on social media or working
0: and i think you've got to do what works for you guys clearly you guys are thriving in your relationship. And if that's working and that's what lights you guys up, then beautiful. Yeah. I mean, we're very
1: fortunate in that way that that is what excites us, you know, but I mean, we, we hang out with people from time to time and do little stuff, but it's always multi-purpose. It's, it's rarely, you know, one of our things that we used to do, we haven't done in a long time is we always go to the first movie of the day, like on, um, like a Saturday or Sunday, we used to do that a lot. Like that was our thing. It wasn't a date night. It was that, that, that morning Saturday or Sunday morning movie, mostly because we just wanted a little inflow. Like we don't, we didn't want to talk. We just wanted to receive and just not talk for two hours. And that was like our thing, but we haven't done that in a long time because of all the the travel and you know, and especially now with what everything that's going on.
0: And your kids, they travel with you a lot or do they kind of stay in LA?
1: They're homeschooled. They've been homeschooled for two years and they travel everywhere with us. We are a family enterprise. With they're totally on board. They love they're the happiest when we're working too. It's amazing, you know, when we're when we're in our nineteen country. World tour there. That, <laughs> that's when we're thriving and doing the best.
0: How old are your kids? Eight and 10. Beautiful. That's so lovely. So sweet. So sweet. So yeah, you're around each other all the time. You, you're in your little unit all the time, traveling, whether it's traveling or whether it's in Miami, you have each other. So you get to see a lot of each other, which is really beautiful. I love that. Okay. I've got three rapid fire questions for you now. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay, what is one thing that we can do today for our health? Exercise, drink a lot of water and take your
1: vitamins. Love it.
0: What's one thing that we can do for our wealth? So more abundance in all the areas of our life? Oh, okay.
1: Figure out how you can become an asset and start training, start learning, start as self-education or whatever it is you need to do to, to enhance yourself. start don't waste your time like figure out what you can do to work on yourself, to give yourself challenges so that you can skill up. Yes.
0: I love that. So you, I feel like you're such a powerhouse and you, I love that you have such a growth mindset. It's so exciting because, you know, you're always learning and growing and, and it's great conversations. So I love that about you.
1: Well, it's also amazing. I'm always growing and I'm always learning, which is meaning I'm always like doing something new. And whenever you do something new, you're awkward. You don't feel... Good, you're not getting it, you're not grasping it. So, I'm constantly. It's interesting, you say I'm a powerhouse, and then I step back and I'm like, Oh, yeah, that's right, I am a powerhouse. But a lot of the times, just so your audience understands, a lot of what goes on with me is I feel like, Oh my god, am I gonna get this? Am I, am I, you know, what's wrong with me? I'm doing this too slow, other people do this better. You know, I'm constantly like not feeling like that for myself because so many times I'm doing something new. I'm learning a fire dance to open the show as a surprise for 10 X GrowthCon. I had a month to learn what it normally takes people three to six months just to learn one move, you know? So, so I'm, I'm, you know, I'm trying to do martial arts with people who have, done it for 20 years and I'm constantly like, God, I'm a failure. I'm never going to get this. And then I keep doing it anyway. And I stop listening. I try to ignore the voices that go off in my head or, or I'm taking a finance course and I'm like, you know, I've taken four finance courses in the last year, you know, so I'm constantly, I just want people to know that people who are always trying to improve don't, always have this idea about themselves that oh my god i am i've got this together like we're all in the same boat like we're all like having the doubts the confusions still trying to do it anyway it's only when you actually hit that master level in a certain specific field where you might then go okay i have a little bit of confidence like i have a little bit of confidence in other areas
0: What I'm hearing with you is like, you still have the fear and the doubt. I call that voice your inner critic or your inner mean girl. And what I'm hearing is you still have that voice that pops up, but you're just like, I'm going to do it anyway. That's
1: right. Like, uh, you know, I still have nerves. I still get scared before speeches. My heart still races. I get clammy hands. I'm nervous. I'm like, I dread it every single time. I feel like I'm going to be an abominable failure. You know, I still stress out every single time, even though I tell myself, don't do it. You know, every single time you come on the other side and you're like, oh my God, why did I stress? That was amazing. But I do it every single time. It's just the thing that I do to myself. And the thing that I also learned from all of that is in spite of all of that noise going on, I do it anyway. I just do it anyway. That's discipline. That's that's what what, what makes me in a better position than other people, where other people would let things like that that stop them where i just do them anyway. I ignore feelings a lot of times. How do i feel? You know, people are like do what feels good and then this and then that. I I don't always do things that feel good. I do things anyway because i have a target and a purpose that is so big. I'm willing to be uncomfortable, suffer, fall on my face, get back up in order to win. So, i'm willing to go through all of it no matter how I feel about it, because I believe at the other end, I have something to offer that I feel can help people. So I, again, wearing the crown can't afford the luxury of feeling um, uncomfortable or like, I don't want to do this. I, I don't have that luxury. I have to do it anyway.
0: Mm, I love that. I love that. And I think those are normal They're human traits, you know, the nervousness, the clammy hands like for me, those feelings when I get that before I speak on stage, it makes me feel alive. And it also reminds me that this is really important to me because if it wasn't important, I probably wouldn't have those feelings and you wouldn't care as much. I care very much and I
1: always, you know, I always want to exchange in abundance and, you know, and I don't want to fall short of that and I don't want to let myself down and I don't want to let other people down. And I know that, you know, there are times where that is going to happen. I mean, that is life, but I want to keep that minimalized (laughs) and then it's how you recover too. You know, it's like, okay, what can you learn from that? Suck it up and do better next time.
0: Mm, I love your attitude. So, so powerful. You are seriously a powerhouse. And the last one in our rapid fire, this was not rapid fire, but it's totally fine. What is one thing that we can do for more love in our life?
1: Practice loving more. If you want it more, don't blame the people who aren't giving it to you. Start giving it, doing it, create the scenarios. You be the one. Tell people what you want or show them or, you know, you know, like like in 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 my relationship, you know, Grant's role, his role really isn't the romantic one. His role is to dominate the business so that not only my family is provided for, but the 185 employees th- that work in one location in Miami, not only that, but our investors and all the people that count on me. So his role is business. His role is not romantic. That would fall under my hat. And so if I want romance, I have to create it and he is good enough to go along with it But if I think he's going to come home and plan a surprise birthday party for me or plan um you know, a Valentine's or, oh, we're going to do a spontaneous picnic. Like I'm never gonna, it's never coming. <laughs> and like, I can complain about it or, or, or hold him responsible or say, this isn't how I, and I've, and I've tried to get him to change for all these years and he doesn't do it. And I've had it and I deserve love and I'm going to go off and be with someone who can love me, you know, or I can go, you know what? Like, that's not his role. That's my role. If I want it I created and get over the idea that it's his role. Do you know what I'm saying? It's like totally. you, you can have it all, but there will be sacrifices in certain areas and that is my role. So, you know, I've had to come to terms with that. I'm a romantic person. I like romance. I was an actress. I believe in the fairy tale love, That this. I want things on big catastrophic, like at his surprise birthday party. I have fireworks going off. I rent <laughs> yachts with people. And I mean, because I have the vision and that's me and I'm romantic and I know how to create all of that. Would I love something like that in return? Hell yes. I'm not gonna lie, but it's never. Ever going to happen. And honestly, I'm okay with that. I have incredible more than I ever could have imagined in other areas. So it's like, you know what I want a birthday once, or I want an incredible life where I even have the opportunity to affect and, and enhance and help millions of people. Okay, I'll pick that over a, a spectacular birthday any day.
0: Yeah, I love that because I can hear so many women that have probably said this to their partners. Why don't you do this? Why don't? And it's maybe it's just it's they don't think about it or it's not innate within them. So instead of trying to get them to change, you've got to be more like this. You don't do this. Why don't you do that? It's like, well, okay, if I want that, then I've got to do that. I'm the same as you. Like I am such a romantic, like, and there's been times in past relationships where I'm like, why doesn't he just surprise me with a surprise picnic? And I'm like, well, why don't I just do it? you know? I know. And
1: it can, and, and all the, the, the people out there on both sides the romantic men that don't get their women to do it or the women, you know, I I understand, you know, I still from time to time, I'm like, eh, you know, oh, I would love that. You know, oh, when I see somebody else that gets it in their relationship, I'm like, oh, that would be so nice. And, you know, but those are normal human feelings, you know, and I'm, you know, it is what it is, but, you know, In the end, you just have to compare yourself to yourself. The grass is not always greener on the other side. And, you know, it's like, you know, what do you have enough other things in play? Are you building an empire? Are y'all helping people? Are you on the same page? And then, you know, some things are going to come with a little teeny bit of a sacrifice. Mm.
0: I always say the grass is greener where you water it.
1: That's beautiful. That's true. So if you Mm -hmm. want love, you got to create the love. Don't wait for it to happen. You go create it.
0: Yes. Oh, my gosh. This has been so amazing. Is there anything else that you want to share? Any last parting words of wisdom or anything that you wanted to talk about that I haven't asked you about?
1: No, no. I think you're a great interviewer. You know, anyone out there that cares to step up to their responsibility in this world, you know. It's to really know your value and who you are and how can you make yourself greater and exchange that with the rest of the world and live up to your full potential and make a difference. Because when you get better and you're willing to share and exchange that with others, you are creating a difference and you are making a difference and the impact of others one life at a time. So never negate yourself and never think that you don't make a difference or, or whatever. It starts with one person at a time look look at this coronavirus. It's the same thing with with what you have to offer in life and you can make a difference. Own it, be willing to take responsibility for it, become an asset and live up to your responsibility of exchanging your greatness
0: with the world. Mm, Beautifully said. Oh my goodness. So beautiful. This has been incredible. I have one last question for you. I'm a big believer in service and you serve so much. You serve so many people with your work, with everything that you and Grant have created. How can we give back to you? How can I serve you? How can the listeners serve you today?
1: Oh, wow. That is so beautiful. Thank you for reversing that flow. You know, other than actually Following me on social media, or partaking and coming to ten- my Ten X Ladies events that I'm gonna host once a year, joining my Ten X Ladies network. If you, if if I sound like someone you want to be around, or will allow into your empire, then I appreciate the follow, Elena Cardone. But you know, my real payback is is honestly and genuinely what I said. It's it's you becoming your own success, you spreading that to the next person, to the next person, to the next person, to living up to your potential. That is my payback. If I have helped anyone in any way, that is how I would expect them to pay it forward.
0: Mm, beautiful you are a powerhouse you are a goddess you are a queen it has been such a pleasure getting to chat to you and to hear more about you I cannot wait to read your book I'm so excited let's do a giveaway you want to yeah absolutely we'll do a giveaway all right three books yeah yeah a let's giveaway. do it I
1: love it thank you
0: Oh, yeah. Let's do it. We'll get anyone to tell us your top three key takeaways from this episode in the Instagram post when I post it. And you can go in the draw to win three copies of the book. I can't wait to read it. So I'm so excited for you guys to read it as well. But thank you so much. You are a powerhouse. You are a beautiful human being. You are the embodiment of what it means to be a queen. And I'm so grateful our paths have crossed. You are beautiful.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much for having me on your show. You're, you're a great interviewer and and take care in your parts of the world. Thank you
0: wasn't that awesome? She is such a beautiful woman. I can't wait to read her book. I'm so excited to dive into it. I got so much out of today's episode. I'm really inspired to create more with Nick, actually. I'm really excited to take our relationship to the next level and our businesses to the next level after recording this episode. And if you got a lot out of this episode, please subscribe and leave me a review in iTunes or on your podcast app because that means that we can inspire and educate even more people together. And it also means that you could be the review of the week for next week, which is pretty awesome. And if you have left me a review, send a screenshot in so you can get my guided meditation as a little thank you present. And don't forget to come and follow me on Instagram at Melissa Ambrosini and tell me your top key takeaways from this episode. I absolutely love love reading them all. I love hearing what you guys get out of these episodes. So please come and share it with me. And for everything that we mention in today's episode, you can check out in the show notes. And that's over at melissaambrosini.com forward slash 293. And you can also listen to all my other episodes there too. And before I go, I just wanted to say thank you so much for being here. For wanting to be the best, the healthiest, and the happiest version of yourself, and for showing up today for you. You rock. Now, if there's someone in your life that you can think of that would really benefit from this episode, please share it with them right now. You can take a screenshot, share it on your social media, email it to them, text it to them, do whatever you've got to do to get this in their ears. And until next time, please stay safe, stay indoors, stay healthy, and remember that love is sexy, healthy is liberating, and wealthy isn't a dirty word.